This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood along with my traveling partner, Jay White. Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi, is out today. But we're still going to let you know about the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today, we're in full gear for the holiday season with two events that will get you in the spirit with stops in Canton to enjoy the sights and sounds during the Canton Christmas Festival with May McCarty, Executive Director of Canton Tourism. Then we're swinging by the Bellhaven District in Jackson to wonder in awe at the Bellhaven Singing Christmas Tree with consultant E.C. Harp, director of choral arts at Bellhaven, Dr. Tim Walker, and Tony Quinn, nephew of the late Dr. Betty Quinn. Plus, we'll also let you know what's happening around your neck of the woods. In with us right now is May McCarty, executive director of Canton Tourism. She is here to tell us all about the Canton Christmas Festival that's happening this year. May, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to tell you all about it. Thank you so much for joining us, May. I want to know, one, all about Canton and Christmas in Canton because it's the big thing that I hear every single year. Now, I have not been, but I want to know what makes Canton so special to the entire state that people flock to you all to spend their Christmas uh, festivities and just holiday with you all. Absolutely. So, um, well, being from here originally, uh, it holds a special place in my heart. I've had, obviously, a lot of memories here, and the Canton Christmas Festival is certainly um, one of the biggest uh, reasons for those memories. Um, really, it's the, I think, number one, it's the fact that, um, you know, it's been around since the 80s. Um, it started as the Victorian Christmas Festival in 1987, and um, it started out with a uh, $9.99 blow-up snowman in our gazebo on the square, on the courthouse grounds, which is super cute (laughs) to think about. Um, That was actually in 1988, and so from there, it, you know, they started adding lights. That's when um, Canton officially became Mississippi's original city of lights. Right. I think something people, you know, um, think of when they think of Canton is the lights. Um, and then, you know, it just grew from there. From uh, uh, closer around 1989, they opened up an animation museum. So it had 22 Victorian figures. Um, it's they're still here in our history museum. We um, have kept it going, and um, this year it will be open. Last year um, it was not, and I'm, I know they missed it during COVID as well. So a lot of people ask, will the animation museum be back open? Yes, it will, um, and it has been decorated to look like a winter wonderland. Also, so you get to kind of step back in Canton's past, but it's also festive for the holidays. Um, and then from there, it has just exploded. So right. here we are in the 35th year, and it still draws thousands of visitors, sometimes generations um, of families that have been coming, um, you know, parents, grandparents that are now coming with their children. And, like, I started bringing my son last year. So it's just really special. It becomes a tradition. And to me, that just says a lot about 
just how um, strong of an event that it, that it really is. Right, right. I love that. And I love the fact that you remember from 1988 that it started with that one snowman and that you're keeping <laughs> the tradition alive. <laughs> I had to get a little history. I was only three years old then, but I, but I can remember growing up with the Canton Christmas Festival and the Animation Museum um, in my younger, you know, in my young childhood years and, and, you know, until I left, um, after graduating from high school and the fact that I'm back here now and get to be a part of it from behind the scenes mm-hmm. even and getting to see the joy that it brings is really special. That's super full circle. So congratulations yeah, on just being a, a full can't night. Is that what you call <laughs> yourselves up there? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. I think it might be Cantonians. Oh, oh, Cantonians. It is Cantonians. It's Cantonians. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> and that was kind so of a total maybe, guess. Um, maybe take a point away for me. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. I wanted to ask you about the 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 square. It, the, part of what makes the festival phenomenal is the atmosphere that's set up within. Canton Square, and, and of course, you know, if, if folks have gone to the Canton Flea Market before, there's there's just something mm-hmm. magical about the square in Canton, and how so many, uh, you know, mid-sized towns and 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 you know, villages and places like that have over the years grown away from kind of like that midtown square in a downtown area, mm-hmm. but Canton has stayed true to it, and it's a phenomenal place, even if it's not, uh, if it's not the Canton Flea Market or the Canton Christmas Festival, it's a fun place to go walk around and just look and. and it, it transports you back to a, you know, a different time. It's 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 a really it's a great space to kind of just walk and live in. Oh, absolutely. Um, you kind of described it perfectly. So, yeah, we're really proud of that. Um, the the architecture here is what people love to come and see. Um, it's you know we're we're very proud that our buildings um, from as early as you know the 1800s are still standing. They're they're stunning. People have turned them into um, family-owned businesses, some of which have been here for um, also for generations, um, like Sulem's Gift Shop. You know, it's it's really um, Mosby's. I mean, it's it's honestly, it's been here. Um, the, there's so many, so much history here. And then you also have the courthouse, um, which is also historical. I mean, it there's so much to look at like you said um just visually it's it's so much it's breathtaking to 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 just walk around and and enjoy that but also um you know just the history behind it and then you also get kind of the modern day um enjoyment of shopping and dining here so you know it's really neat to see it and then with the events as well that um tourism puts on all year long you know, that bring people here that may not know about Canton or maybe it's become a tradition for them. You know, we're just very proud that we can keep doing that. Like Christmas Festival is in its 35th year. Flea Market, I think we counted up this year. We just had our fall mm-hmm. one in October. Mm-hmm. I think that was in like it's 50-something. 50 50 I'll have to go back and do the math. Just it's been around for a long time, some right. of these events. Right. Canton has literally become the mecca of a flea market and Christmas. If if you don't mm-hmm. go up there for those two, you have missed out for the year. But I just I love the fact that Canton is like that. And I've seen photos. It's like it's a wonderful life, like the movie. <laughs> like Canton exactly. is set up just like that. And yeah. it's just a beautiful place to be. Mayberry. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really quaint. It's again, there's 
Um, there are families that have lived here for generations. Again, they still work here. They're raising their families now or their grandchildren come back to visit or maybe they're, you know, growing up here too. Um, like I said, I came home with um, my family a year ago and it's it really is um, something to see because you're right. The, it's rare nowadays, um, but we have been very proud um to preserve that history, that architecture, um, and again, those attractions that bring visitors from all over to to put Canton on the map. Right. Let's talk about that Canton Christmas Festival, the entire attraction, opening weekend, November 25th through the 27th. Um, you'll be closed on the 28th through the December the 1st, and then you'll reopen nightly beginning December the 2nd through December 23rd. Let's talk about some of the nightly features that our audience can look forward to when they come out. Oh, absolutely. So, we will have, uh, uh, as we do most years, we'll have the fire truck and train rides back that take you around the square. Um, we have uh, gotten back for this year the um, horse-drawn carriage rides. In fact, that's, and I misspoke because that's not every night, but those are on select dates. Um, you can, by the way, find out all of this information with a full schedule on our website, cantontourism.com. Mm -hmm. But other nightly features include just the lights in and of themselves, um, the displays, everything around the square, over 100,000 bright lights. It is really something to see. We, we try to add something new that's like a showstopper every year. And this year we have an 18-foot tall walkthrough gift box feature that is going to be really impressive. Um, if you just want to come and enjoy that alone, just the features, the light displays around the grounds, and drive around or get out and take pictures. There's no cost for that, just to enjoy the sights and sounds. Um, but then other uh, features that may have a ticket price to them include, like, the fire trucks and train rides. I mentioned the carriage rides. Um, we will also have um, our Christmas village. There is a cost to that, um, but that is really fun for kids and families to go through, so they kind of get to stop by Rudolph's Barn, Frosty's Igloo, Santa's Workshop. They get little souvenirs along the way. Um, Mrs. Claus, who is our, she is uh, a local Cantonian, Miss mm -hmm. Charlotte Wilson. Most people from here know and love her. Um, she's been around for a very long time, and her favorite thing to do is to teach and read to children. Well, she is our Mrs. Claus, and she fully embodies that character <laughs> in every sense of the word. She is so charming and so good with children, and she reads Christmas stories to them, and they love it. And right. so she will be there again with her magical cast of characters. We have princesses and, you know, elves and you name it, and they dress in full costume and come out to engage with the kids and give little performances. They sing, they dance. They're also available for pictures. Um, and they are on select dates as well. They'll be all the ones that I mentioned that are select dates are on the weekends and then through that final week leading up to the 23rd. But again, all of that in detail is on the website. Right. And I mean, then, a full month. That's that's yeah, that's it's great. A lot. Well, it's a lot. <laughs> so we have to, you know, you can't get it done in one weekend. But um Another thing I want to add, uh, just want to reiterate that the uh, Animation Museum, our History Museum, will be back open. A lot of people asked about that last year. We are 
just thrilled to have the doors open to it. Um, I mean, it is, when you walk in, you not only feel like you've gone back in time and really can look at what Canton might have looked like back in the day, but um, it is decorated top to bottom with Christmas magic. I mean, it's gorgeous in there. And then lastly, we added this year is what we call our Santa's All-American Village. So over by the tourism office in what we call our Rose Garden Room, we have a 300-piece snow village that has been assembled um, on loan to us from a person named Neil Marlowe. He used to do this in his grandmother's house for her every year, and it became its own tradition for people in their community. And he just kept it going. And so it is really impressive to see. Like, I think that's probably going to be one of the main attractions here. Yeah. And so it's like a little miniature picturesque, Santa's hometown, if you will, and miniature trains going through. I mean, it's really, really beautiful. Right, right. And that is new this year. Yep. Right. Talk about the partners and the volunteers and how important they are to helping put on an event for literally almost 30 days. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have sponsors um, that we could not do this. Of course, the partners as well, whether it's in-kind, whether it's labor, whether it's financial, whether it's um, volunteer, I mean, we could obviously not do this alone. And so it's a, it's a community-wide effort, and we thank them so much. Bank Plus, Trustmark, Renaissance. Um, we also, uh, our CMU, that's our um, Kent Municipal Utilities, they are who are responsible for helping us get a lot of the lights assembled and hung around the square and put together on the grounds. Um, which incidentally, is Man, that's a big job. Partner. There's a ton of lights. They got a bunch of work it's to do. Ma- it's <laughs> when do they start, May? So we in I mean, May. Gosh, in May, no we, pun intended. May. <laughs> no, we need to start. We talked about this morning. We need to really start in January Jeez, from moving oh, forward. Please. I mean, in years past, I think. So we also have another event. You were talking about flea market as well. We also have a, a really large um, hot air balloon festival that we host every year in the summer. Absolutely. And usually right after the 4th, we get started on Christmas. But the planning really starts prior to that. Um, the You know, the beginning stages, um, of course, I mean, you just you can't wait. But then historically they've waited until um, the day after Halloween to physically start putting out decorations mm-hmm. and lights around town and on the square. So we've even talked about not necessarily putting the lights out, obviously, but getting started as early as as soon as we finish takedown from this festival, you know, in January, getting wow. getting going. I mean, there's just, especially with the way shipping is these days, yeah. you just think about it. It's unbelievable what goes into this. But we're so fortunate to have all of them. And speaking of partners, you know, we couldn't have it on the at all if we didn't have the grounds, the courthouse grounds, which... We work in partnership with Madison County on that, so we're thankful that after 35 years, they're still um, willing to let us u- utilize those grounds to have the festival. 
Um, of course, city of Canton, you know, it's just, it takes an entire village. Right, right. It takes an entire village for this and all year. (laughs) But it's it's so beautiful to, once it it comes together and, you know, you have the lights out there and people all across Mississippi are coming through. It's just a magical event. And I just thank Canton for always helping to put us on the map with that. Y'all need to be on the great Christmas light fight. I watch that show a lot. Well, well, we, Listen, we are we're proud to be hosting this again. Like I said, for as long as we have, um, Joanne Gordon was the former director here. She um, is responsible for all these events that are still standing today. She's been my teacher here. Um, I'm fortunate enough that she's been willing to come back and work with me um, on all of this. So I, I want to give her a huge shout out. Um, so, you know, again, it takes a village. We have an amazing team here at um, the staff at Canton Tourism is one in a million, and I have never been so blessed to work with a group of people in my life like right, I have here. Right. Well, I'm giving you a huge shout-out for being the executive director of Canton okay. Tourism and the greatest person in the world to help, <laughs> you know, to be at the helm of putting all of this together. So, May, thank you for that. Thank you all. Thank you. Now, May, let our listeners know if, if they want to find out, again, more information, where can yeah. they go? Okay, so go to cantontourism.com. We have our nightly features listed with our dates for the whole month. Um, Again, opening weekend is November 25th through the 27th, which happens to also be our Merchant Open House weekend. So come shop with us around the square. And then we reopen nightly from December 2nd all the way through to December 23rd. And on December 9th, which is a Friday, we have our, our... annual Sip Insider event. It's another retail event, a retail-centered event. So you get to come and shop in the stores and sample their cider and vote on your favorite, and it's just really festive and fun. And then you can also find information about our special dates, so the characters uh, schedule, photos with Santa, the carriage rides, and others. There will be detailed information. Right. Make sure you get out there and look for that. With over 100,000 twinkling lights, this is definitely something to see during the Christmas season. And May, thank you again for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for coming on. Here's what's happening around your neck of the woods. Magic of Lights is happening at the Brandon Amphitheater through Sunday, January the 1st, 2023. That's in Brandon, Mississippi. This dazzling drive through holiday lights experience features favorite holiday scenes and characters of the season using the latest LED technology and digital animations. Experience Magic of Lights from the comfort and safety of your own car as you wind through the sparkling path of Brandon's favorite holiday tradition. One carload, one price. That's the magic of lights at the Brandon Amphitheater through Sunday, January 1st, 2023. Natchez Garden Club is hosting their Christmas pilgrimage tour of historic homes. The Natchez Garden Club is proud to offer its first pilgrimage tour of historic homes in Natchez, Mississippi. This will be happening through Saturday, January 7th, 2023. Participating historic homes are Magnolia Hall, the Towers, Chalk 
Choctaw Hall, Sunnyside, Myrtle Terrace, and the Thomas Stantiforth House. Now, these homes will truly deck the halls for Christmas with magnificent and unique decorations throughout. For more information about these and all of our events, make sure you visit our website, mpbonline.org. Click the Community tab for Mississippi events. And in with us right now to tell us more about the Bellhaven Singing Christmas Tree this year is E.C. Harp. He is the Singing Christmas Tree Consultant and the know-it-all of Christmas tree singing for Bellhaven. He has all the history, all the information, and I'm just so glad that he's able to join us today on Next Stop Mississippi. E.C., welcome to Next Stop. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, I want to go ahead and put it out there. When I heard, because I've, I've never seen um, the Bellhaven singing Christmas tree. But when I heard of it, I thought that it was going to be a tree that sang. <laughs> well, in essence, it is. <laughs> it's a tree, but it's filled with people and singers. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I had a whole idea of it being like, um, what was it, Little Shop of Horrors, where the plant actually... <laughs> where the plant was talking. But yeah, let me know a little bit about the history. I mean, literally, this started in 1933, and it is considered to be not just Mississippi's oldest outdoor singing um, event. It's literally the world's oldest outdoor singing event. That's pretty big. That's what I understand, yes. It is. Yeah. It's pretty historic that Jackson, Mississippi is on the map because of that history mm-hmm. that the tree has. Mm-hmm. It was started when Bellhaven was an all-girls school, yeah. and then they started adding men to the singing Christmas tree in about 63 or 4, I think it was, when men were first started coming to, to the college. To actually class. come to class. Yes. Okay. Okay. And anyone who was able to sing, would like to sing and present this tree to the community and for the city of Jackson, was welcome to come and sing and try out for Right, it. right. Well, you just taught me history because I didn't know Bellhaven was an all-women's college before that. Yes. And then they came on in in the 60s, and then it became integrated in, uh, sex-wise. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Now, tell me, was the concept always there to have the singer's set up like give me a visual of this tree are they in the tree yes it was started as a wooden frame that was built by the college uh maintenance staff uh-huh. and they it's in the shape of a tree people stand on it there's a stair that goes up the back everyone loads onto the tree and People stand there during the entire performance. They have on white robes with sequined capes on, so it's shiny and bright. And it's just a fun time, a a very interesting thing to be a part of. That sounds great. Tell me your, your position as consultant and what it is that you do for the Singing Christmas Tree in Bellhaven. Well, I came to school there after hearing and seeing the singing Christmas tree in 1966, I think it was. Anyway, 67, 68, I came to school there as a student. And as a voice major, I naturally sang on the singing what? Christmas tree. So that's that's my history of it. Yeah. Uh, it started... Some years before that, when it was an all-girls school, 
And then when they finally added the guys, they made them wear green and blend in with everything because they just wanted to see the women. <laughs> they got to stay in white and y'all were there, back there camoed up. There you go. That's, that's it. <laughs> that is so amazing. And then look, you didn't even need a recruiter. The, the singing Christmas tree was your recruiter. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. I came. To, I was at Heinz Community College at that time, or Heinz yeah. Junior College yeah. at that time, and the director came out to hear our spring concert. Right. And I met him for the first time. Henry Ford was his name. Wonderful man, a fantastic teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, I came there. He was my vocal teacher and choir director at Bellhaven when I came there in the, in the fall of six, 1968. That's great. And... It's just been year after year yeah. after year. Yeah, that's great. As consultant, what is your role with it? I do the lighting for the Christmas tree. Uh, that is the way it is now. I worked for Bellhaven College from 92 until – no, I'm sorry. I worked until 92 mm -hmm. after my – finishing my school term mm -hmm, there. I mm -hmm. worked for them until that time. But every year I've gone back to do the singing Christmas tree because there was no one else that knew how to put the thing <laughs> together and get everything together. So they are stuck with me. Right. You, you were there from the beginning. That's right. You might say that. I, they may need you to write a guide one, one year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just EC, give us the step by step of what we need to do. I don't know that I can. <laughs> now, with the with the way things have developed, and uh, my no longer working for Bellhaven yeah. College, it's it's just to go back at the singing Christmas tree time. They put it together, put uh, the platform for the tree. They put everything together, organize everything, and I just go back and do the lighting for them. Right, right. I mean, deep ties for you. I mean, you're sewed into Bellhaven all the way. From, Absolutely. From being a student to being a, a chorus member to being an employee and now a consultant for the tree. Um, just it's it's great to see somebody actually have longevity um, with not only the place that they graduated from, but the place that they worked for as well. So exactly. That's great stuff. Where can they get more information about it if they wanted to look they into it? They can call it? Bellhaven University and uh, ask for or talk to the uh, fine arts department. And they can give them all of the information that they need. Yeah, make sure you do that. And also, of course, you can visit their website, um, bellhaven.edu, to get some more information about that, too. But how do people, do you have to be a student to be a part of the Christmas Singing Tree, or can you volunteer somehow? You can volunteer somehow. <laughs> a lot of former students come back every year and sing on the, on the Christmas tree. Okay. And then they also have people from the community who now come and are a part of the singing Christmas tree. Right. And they're welcomed. I, I would imagine that they would have to contact the fine arts uh, 
division of the university and find the dates and who they needed to talk to there right, about right. auditioning for right. it. So if you ever wanted to be in a, a Christmas singing tree, now is your chance. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. They can maybe fold you in for 2023, yeah. but 2022, <laughs> the tree is full this year. <laughs> right. Now, EC, tell me, since you've been with the Bellhaven Singing Christmas Tree for so long, what year has been your favorite year? Do you have a favorite year? I do. 1973. I didn't know you were really going to give me a year. <laughs> I, I'm glad to surprise you right. because I was the soloist at the top of the tree that That's year. That's why. Yes. That's why. What song did you sing? Oh, Holy Night. I love it. I love it. I love it. That, do you still sing to this day? Oh, absolutely. You do. You I do. do. Okay. They need to put you in the tree. You could be consultant and a chorus member still. No, too many, <laughs> too many switches to operate and oh. things to coordinate for me yeah. to be actually be on the tree. Yeah, I do sing from where I am though. Right. <laughs> I love it. From a community standpoint, um, outside of the people who, of course, work at Bellhaven to help with this um, singing Christmas tree, from a community standpoint. Do you need a lot of partners to help you put this event on? No, I do not. Because the, <laughs> not the college, <laughs> that, uh, no, I don't do it all myself. Uh, at one time, up until probably the early 2000s, I would go back and put the framing together and do all of the th everything, you know, with singing Christmas tree. But then the college or the university, after it became a university, has um, has started doing all of the actual construction work and they get everything together. All I do is show up and make sure that everything is coordinating, coordinated with the conductor and with the lighting. Right, right, right. That sounds great. That sounds great. I love that. I love the fact that you you are so into it. I love all of that. When it comes down to the response that you get every year from the people who come and see the Bellhaven singing Christmas tree in person, what, what's been some of the responses that you've heard? That we've never seen anything like it. There is no other tree, outdoor singing Christmas tree, as that I know of that's of this magnitude in the continental United States. Right. Uh, this was the first and I think the only one still that goes on. I don't know of any others. There may be some more somewhere, but right. I think this is traditionally the home tree, the original singing Christmas tree outdoors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, I mean, of course, it's the, the oldest outdoor singing event in the whole wide world. But why should people come to, to see the tree? It's an opportunity for people who look forward to Christmas to get the season kicked off and started off with an emphasis on Music, which I think is uh, is all in the world to Christmas time. I mean, if from the time if you if I get in my car right now, Christmas music is playing on the radio. Right. So it's it's a universal coming together mm -hmm. at this time of the year, mm -hmm. and this is a wonderful opportunity for people who enjoy it, who've seen it for years, who've. Who have sung on the tree and come back and bring their children and grandchildren to see this event. Right. Now, EC, 
you told me you were in the choir. You already know I want to hear <laughs> a piece of Oh Holy Night. <laughs> Please grace me. If you'll promise to erase this as I soon will, as I leave you. Know, if it's good, if it's good. <laughs> Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. And yes! I'll stop with that. Yes! Fall on your knees! I love it! I and love that's it, when the, the choir joins the soloist with the chorus, Fall on Your Knees. I love so it's, it. So it's building up to that point. Well, EC, you have done great on just getting me excited and getting the audience excited Please about Please come see the, the tree. Bell heaven. Singing Christmas tree. EC is retired from the tree, so that's all you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> but you get more if you come out and you see this beautiful sight. Literally since 1933, they've been doing this. And they are, again, the world's oldest outdoor singing Christmas tree tradition. And it's going to be a sight to behold. And I think everybody needs to come out. They should to one Bell time Haven in their lives. To see that. Again, EC, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Here's what's happening around your neck of the woods. The Gulfport Harbor Lights Winter Festival will be happening through Saturday, December 31st at Gulfport's Harbor Lights Winter Festival. That's at 2269 Jones Park Drive in Gulfport, Mississippi. Now, beginning in 2015, the city of Gulfport collaborated to bring a winter holiday festival to the Mississippi Gulf Coast, unlike any other show in the state of Mississippi. Visitors can enjoy carnival rides, visit with Santa Claus, and hop on a train at the train station. You can join them for a magical coastal holiday experience filled with memories to last the whole family a full lifetime. That's the Gulfport Harbor Lights Winter Festival going on through Saturday, December 31st. An Elvis Christmas starring Victor Trevino Jr. That's going to be happening Thursday, December 1st, 7 p.m. until 8.30 p.m. at Dueling Hall in Jackson, Mississippi. This is brought to you by Opera Mississippi, and this is a special Christmas event because who can imagine a holiday season without hearing Blue Christmas, sung by Elvis Presley. Now, Elvis recorded two Christmas albums in his lifetime, and the Elvis Christmas album and Elvis Sings the Wonderful World of Christmas, having sold more than 20 million copies, still reigns as the best-selling Christmas album of all time in the United States. And Victor Trevino Jr., he's the winner of the 2022 Ultimate Elvis Contest at Graceland, and this is rated as one of the top Elvis tributes artists in the world. He's been invited to perform everywhere, Australia, Brazil, Canada, the United States, Japan, Mexico, and more. Again, that's an Elvis Christmas starring Victor Trevino Jr., brought to you by Opera Mississippi, Thursday, December 1st at Dooling Hall in Jackson. For more information about these and all of our other events, make sure you visit mpbonline.org. Click the community tab for Mississippi events. And in with us right now to tell us even more about the Bellhaven Singing Christmas Tree, I have Dr. Tim Walker. He's the director of choral arts at Bellhaven. And Tony Quinn, he's the nephew of the late, great Dr. Betty Quinn, who was so deeply tied into the Bellhaven Singing Christmas Tree. And I would like to welcome them right now to 
Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Thank you all for coming in. Now, you, you've got some big shoes to fill because we just got off with EC. EC sung Oh Holy Night, so we got we to gotta come back. We got to come behind that. So <laughs> that's the whole thing. We got to come behind EC. But I would love to know, um, Dr. Walker, the your role as director of choral arts at Bellhaven when it comes down to helping to organize the singing Christmas tree. So um, when I took over the tree last year, I had a vision to incorporate all the arts. Uh, Bellhaven is one of the few universities in the country that are accredited in all the arts. And so I had this vision of adding the dramatic elements Mm -hmm. from our theater department and then um, we have a wonderful dance department, and right. we added a whole ballet dance element to right. the tree. Right. And so we just kind of reimagined the tree. Um, the year of COVID, we didn't get to have it mm-hmm. um, like we traditionally had. Right. And so it was a wonderful time to reimagine it and bring some new elements to it. Right, right. When it comes down to to, to auditioning, do you have to audition for the tree if you're a, a choral member already for Bellhaven, or are you automatically on the tree? Anyone from the community, um, faculty, students, and then, of course, Bellhaven Chorus um, make up the tree. Right. None of those are audition spots. Um, there's only one spot that is auditioned, and that is Oh Holy Night. The top um, of the tree. The top of the tree. Right, right. And which Mr. E.C. was the person there in 1974, he told me, so I learned that. But now I want to get up at the top of the tree and sing Oh Holy Night. <laughs> it's a little high up there. Oh, <laughs> really high up there. <laughs> I believe it. So you can't be scared of heights if you're going to be at the top of the tree. Um, Tony, tell me a little bit about Dr. Betty Quinn and her role with the Bellhaven singing tree. Well, she was such a cheerleader for the uh, singing Christmas tree and just Bellhaven in general. Bellhaven was her home. It was her heart. Um, it was the love of her life. Right. Um, she uh, uh, loved Christmas. Uh, she s- tells a story of how she started going to the Christmas tree when she was three years old. And she saw it every year, mm-hmm. every single year. Um, and um, her memories of it as just a child. And so those are the things that I heard um, growing up were her memories. Right. Where she started taking me when I was about one. Went every single year, yeah. um, so it's just something that's uh, engraved in my brain, you know, the memory, and um, it's one of those things at Christmas time that I think everybody should do. It's um, it's a wonderful, just a wonderful family time. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a family, it's a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, it's just a um, it's, it's it's part of Christmas, right? Just so. So she was definitely tied in with the Bellhaven University family. Absolutely. And it was a whole thing and a historic thing for her to be involved in each event each year. Right. She was at she she was at Bellhaven. Okay. Uh, you know, her years uh, as a student there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um when she was also involved with, with uh with the tree. But she became more involved with uh actually the tree uh when uh, Doctor uh Henry Ford was the choir director. Okay. In those years. Okay. And she um, was helping to put it together or uh, no, she didn't help put it together. She just was, like I said, she was like a cheerleader. She was very involved. Um, she did a lot of uh, uh, parties and uh, things like that. Uh, yeah. She always did it. We always had a party after the tree uh, with, um, uh, with anybody from the choir that wanted to come or anybody that sang on the tree that wanted to come. Mm-hmm. And we had a small house, and it would just fill the house. And uh, uh, after about everybody had had a little something to eat and drink, they would start singing. And the, just the sound from those people that had been on the tree would just fill up the house. 
I'd like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir or something. Yeah. It would just be this wonderful sound. Yeah. But she was known for her uh, her parties and her food and stuff like that. In fact, I brought you. This is for y'all in the office. Oh, you're these so are, sweet. These are some of the things that we had um, uh, that she was known for, uh, her, her cooking every year, and that was uh, date balls, uh, sausage biscuits, and cheese straws. I'm opening this up right now. Oh, the cheese trees. <laughs> it's cheese so, trees. I love food. I made it a... Um, <laughs> I made it a point to learn how to learn how to make those before she passed, uh, so that I could carry that on. I'm definitely going to share this with everybody here. So I thank you for that. Now tell me, I mean, you've been doing this event or going attending this event since you were one. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm what, 58. So. What What are your fondest memories from your childhood when it came down to the tree and how you felt about it? Well, the hot chocolate, the blankets. Uh, if it was a cold Christmas, uh, which they don't seem to be as cold. As they used to be. <laughs> right. Not Christmas uh, on the day, yeah. but like the week before. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just the, just the, the being in the warm blanket, uh, you know, with with your with her, with right. Aunt Betty and right. uh, my little sister and whoever else, you know, uh, we decided to take with us or wanted to go. Um, it was. Um, uh, uh, we're fascinated by the lights back then. You, uh, I'm sure you see probably talked about how the frame of the tree was a was a hand built, yeah, wooden built, structure. Yeah, wooden structure. Yeah. And and when I sing on the tree, I remember climbing up that structure, and it was a rickety. It was not, you know, it's not what it is now. Right. And um, but um, that, those are one. That's one of the memories I have is uh, singing on the year. The first year I sang on it was standing up up there and holding. You held the lights. They weren't stationary, so. You, you climbed up the tree and then they passed the lights. Yeah. And you you held your bunch of lights and they changed colors. You just held them in your hand. Right. Um. And you looked down and there was the ground way down there. Yeah. And it was you know it was a, it was a scary thing but um. It was yeah. fun. It had oh, you. It had you from a child and then you had to get on. The it was tree, something I, I looked forward to and to, and I couldn't do it till I was in college. Um. I don't know what the rules are now about the age. How old you got to be? So doctor? we have allowed some um high school students to join us. Okay. Uh, several faculty members have students that live on campus okay. um, and are interested in singing. Right. And we kind of have this philosophy, the sooner we can get students interested in being part of anything at Bellhaven, it just increases <laughs> the opportunity for us to grow right. in the future. Right, right, right. I love that. I love that. I love your story for sure, because you've been there since you were a little boy, and then you turned right around and started doing it. Now, Dr. Walker, tell me a little bit about the dates um, and what people can kind of look forward to, the times, and how they can get more information about the Bellhaven Singing Christmas Tree. So the dates for this year's tree is December 2nd and 3rd. That's the first Friday and Saturday night of December at mm -hmm. 7.30. Mm -hmm. um, you'll want to get there early. Um, people sit in the bleachers that we have now at the football stadium um, but people also bring blankets and set on the football field itself um the one thing you don't want to do is, <laughs> is set on a yard line because there's live action that occurs now all the way across the field oh, wow. um with the angels and that was a surprise for last year yeah. um and it was the highlight of the year right so those two programs will take place at 7 30 okay. um Friday and Saturday night. Okay, okay. Tell me a little bit about, I want to go back to what you were saying, how you added and incorporated choreography. Was there any pushback from anybody like, I was never a dancer? <laughs> <laughs> you had a couple. <laughs> there, was, there was a few. So, I, How'd you 
get them to come on over to the other side. Well, it, it was a bigger <laughs> production than the tree had ever been. Right. Um, it had never had a narrator. It never had any dramatic elements. Yeah. Um, and there were some people that wanted to hang on to the tradition. I know. Um, so we kept many elements of the tradition, mm-hmm. but we just expanded them. And once people saw it, I think a lot of people had trouble envisioning it coming together. Yeah. But once they saw it come together. And come to life. Yes. I mean, I can't tell you how many people, even throughout the summer, are you doing the tree again this year? Are the angels going to be back? <laughs> like they're ready for yeah. it. Yeah. So now new traditions have been added to the right. tree right. Um, that people will look forward to each year. Yeah. The reason why I ask, I used to be a choir member for years, seven my seventh grade to my 12th grade year in Northwest Rankin High School and show choir member. And we never moved, you know. That was what she did, you know. We we just sung, you know, kind of straight up and down. And then now, child, they've, they've got seven outfit changes. Right. They've got a whole production. And I was like, I don't know if I could have been that choir member. Right. <laughs> so it is kind of an adjustment to coming from, you know, the traditional way of how choirs work into the now. It's it's fun. It's a whole theatrical production when it comes down to adding choreography and adding narration. So I thank you for even trying to put that together and making sure that people were like, listen, it'll be okay. And you helped smooth that out. So thanks, Doc. My pleasure. I was I'm, I was glad when the first one was over and it did happen. Right. <laughs> and everybody was like, that what? That didn't hurt like I thought it was going to no. hurt. <laughs> you have to have change. Yeah. You know, yeah. You absolutely have to have it. The tree is the tradition. Right. And so what you do within the tree, you know, is a whole new a whole new ball game. Right. right. But I remember when you got to the, narr- the narrator, that, that's a... That, to me, that was just what that was it a took wonderful. It over the oh, top to hear him talking, it was just a wonderful thing telling the story, and oh, it, it was yeah. Took it That's over really the top. That's really a nice part. It yeah. took it over the top. Um, Doctor Walker, tell me a little bit about. You kept talking about how people who, who aren't students or who don't go to Bellhaven or who aren't involved can actually be involved in the singing Christmas tree. How can they get involved? Let's just say for next year's tree. Where do they have to go to do that? So each year on the website. Um, Bellhaven University, there's a Singing Christmas Tree page. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a link there that they can click. Uh, usually is up by September. Okay. Um, they click that, they fill out the information, and we get them signed up, send them the rehearsal schedule, and they get to be in the tree. Right. And that includes people. I mean, a, a lot of alumni have sung on the tree for years, and so they like to come back to continue the to tradition. Sing. To sing. Yeah. Do y'all broadcast it somewhere else other than just at Bellhaven? Does it go out to anywhere? Not yet. Okay. Okay. That was my question. I, I thought it would have been, and this is won't go in the thing, but I thought it would have been something like, um, I can't remember who does it. We used to play it all the time. Maybe it was the Tabernacle Choir or something. I don't know if they were from here. But, of course, you know, they broadcast them and all of that stuff. So I didn't know if y'all were out there like that. But if y'all were, I was going to put y'all out there. <laughs> now, if, if we make it to year 100, I think there's some big dreams. Because yeah. um, we're already the oldest tree right. in the world. Um, That's next year, though. It, one, one, no, I'm sorry. That's 10 more years. 10 more years. That's and if Dr. Parrot has years. anything to do with it, it'll happen. <laughs> 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 that, 
that, that man put Belhaven on the map, literally. Right. He did. If yeah. he's got anything to do he with did. it, it's coming to life. It's coming to life. Well, I'm just glad that y'all came in to tell me, you know, more about it. I feel like I'm well-versed now. Now I want to get on the top of the tree and sing up there, even though I hadn't tried out yet. Well, you just come a, on by any day. The tree is up. Let me pull my Oh Holy Night <laughs> lyrics out. <laughs> And I'm coming. <laughs> Let me pull my lyrics out. Again, I have been sitting down with some of the greatest people from Bellhaven that I've ever met. Dr. Tim Walker, he's the director of Choral Arts. And Tony Quinn, he's the nephew of Dr. Betty Quinn, who, of course, was just totally sewn into the Bellhaven Singing Christmas Tree history. And they have been here telling me all about it, and they've got me so excited. And I just love being here with them and y'all being here with us and letting our audience know about what they can expect. Now, Doc, tell them where they can go to get more information. To get more information, you can go to bellhavenuniversity.edu, and um, you can search their Singing Christmas Tree, and it'll bring you to the Singing Christmas Tree page. You'll get a bit of the history of the tree over the years as well as information for um, this year's tree. There is a video, and like I told EC, once you watch the video, then you know it's not a little shop of horrors tree singing at you. <laughs> it's people singing on a tree. Right. <laughs> so that make sure you go out there, bellhaven.edu, for more information about the 90th annual Bellhaven University Singing Christmas Tree. Again, Dr. Tim Walker, Director of Choral Arts at Bellhaven, and Tony Quinn, nephew of Dr. Betty Quinn. Thank you both for joining me here on Next Thank you Stop. for having us. Thank you for having us. And finally, here's what's happening around your neck of the woods. The Gospel of the Nativity, that'll be going on Wednesday, November 30th through Friday, December 2nd at Jackson State University's Rose McCoy Auditorium. The Christmas musical, The Gospel of the Nativity, has become a holiday tradition in the Metro Jackson community. It's a hand-clapping, roof-raising musical celebration of holiday, an uplifting experience the entire family can enjoy. That's The Gospel of the Nativity, Wednesday, November 30th, through Friday, December 2nd at Jackson State University. And Holmes Community College Choir presents Carols of Christmas at the Skipworth. That'll be Thursday, December 1st, 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. in Kosciuszko, Mississippi at the Skipworth Performing Arts Center. Now, performing in the newly renovated Arts Center, Carols of Christmas will be presented by the Holmes Community College Show Choir, Coachman Singers, and Concert Chorale, led by Mike Yates. Well, we've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for traveling with us and thank today's guest, Mae McCarty, E.C. Harp, Dr. Tim Walker, and Tony Quinn. If you'd like to find out more information about these and other events around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org and click the community tab for Mississippi events. If you have an event you'd like to share, upload it directly to the calendar or email it to events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. And join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.